So many of our favorites to watch. Oh look, now they're being bashed. I guess that's what we should expect on the Bullied Nostalgia Podcast. Hello everyone. Welcome to the Bullied Nostalgia Podcast. I'm joined today by Jonathan Nesbitt. Hello. Chance Nesbitt. Hello. And Kylan Nesbitt. Hi. And I guess I'm Timothy Nesbitt. I never introduced myself, but hello. Today's episode is where it all comes together. We've been chatting about this for a long time. Think episode three. Chance accidentally got us talking about a movie from 2006 called Dougal. And things came to a head during our Quest for Camelot episode where we decided if we're going to keep talking about this movie, we need to be educated. So we watched it last night and now we're going to talk about it. For context, this is... Bullied nostalgia for chance, I guess. Yeah. As he was the one in the right age demographic for this movie. As a precursor to everything else in this episode, can anybody think of a single good thing in this movie? Okay, okay. Let's talk about what it is first, Mm -hmm. and then you can talk about what you did or did not like about it. Okay, so... Something interesting about this movie is it came out at about the same time as a different animated movie called Hoodwinked. Comparison, Dougal looked very good for its time. It had a star-studded cast. You had Whoopi Goldberg, Jimmy Fallon. You had lots. You had Ian McKellen. Yep. You have John Smith. It's a long list. All star-studded actors. In comparison, Hoodwinked... It has a decent lineup as well, but the visual comparison... I remember seeing trailers to both of these movies and deciding which one I would watch based on those trailers. And Dougal was a far superior looking movie. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, to this day now, Hoodwinked has become sort of a cult classic. It's got a lot of very funny jokes. It's got some good pop culture references. It kind of resembled that same idea of what Shrek was going for. Dougal tried to do the same thing, you can see, but it does not work. Okay. And we can talk about why or why not, but first let's tackle what this movie is about for people who have not seen it. So Chance, what is Dougal? Dougal is a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. A dog who loves candy. A dog who murders people. (laughs) Dog who's... No, give me one more. My turn. A dog who... Is the worst. (laughs) A dog who puts candy over others' lives. (laughs) Okay, so, in all honesty, we have to talk about two characters before we can even talk about the worst character ever, who is the main character. There are two wizards in this movie... One named Zebedee and one named Zebad. <laughs> their defining features are they don't have a lower half of their body. 
They have a giant spring there. And then they have magical mustaches. Yeah, they have mustaches which shoot magic either ice or fire. No, it's ice or magic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they really put a damper on how evil ice is in this. Zebad being the ice wielder and Zebedee being the good wizard, who they don't even describe what he does other than it's not ice. We don't even need to talk about backstory because this movie certainly doesn't. It just throws (laughs) you right into it. What happens in this movie? So, Dougal, being the terrible dog he is, accidentally crashes a candy cart into a carousel that everyone is on. Apparently, this carousel was actually a magical prison for the most powerful entity on the planet, which nobody mentioned. He is freed, and the carousel freezes, causing Dougal's best friend to be frozen inside. Dougal then has to go and get three magic crystals... Which, if Zebad, the evil wizard, is able to attain, will allow him to freeze the sun and everyone will die. Dougal then attempts to do this. Zebad is usually one step ahead of him until at the very end, Zebad gets all the crystals and he freezes the sun and it seems all hope is lost until Dougal and company work together and through their own wily demeanors are able to save the day, lock Zebad back in his. <laughs> cage carousel thing so it's mostly gibberish in 1963 a french artist created a tv show out of stop motion called le manège enchanté it became successful and across the pond england noticed and so they relabeled it the Magic Roundabout. And it became one of their major pop culture influences. The Magic Roundabout was on TV doing new episodes from 1965 to 1992. So this is an established entity in England. Then nothing. 15 years go by, there's been no Magic Roundabout TV shows, and so they decide to make a movie to bring it back. And so they make a movie called Sprung the Magic Roundabout, and it's pretty boring. But Harvey Weinstein sees it, and he thinks that he can make some money off of it, So he brings it to North America, hires a bunch of well-known actors to voice it, and they rewrite everything for North America. They just use the animation, pretty much the same way Saban did Power Rangers, right? It's the same footage stolen from Japan. Everything's just dubbed. Everything's just dubbed over different and recut in different order to try and change the story up a little bit. The movie Sprung has a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes and was rated at the time the 45th worst children's movie of all time. But there are still 44 beneath that. (laughs) That's right. After that... Weinstein Company put out this movie, Dougal, which is recut, and the 40% that Magic Roundabout has on Rotten Tomatoes 
is 8% with Dougal. Five times worse. <laughs> so, pretty bad. In England, for 40 years, they knew these characters. They knew who Dougal was. They knew who Florence was. They knew who Zebedee was. But we don't have any context in North America. So it's just nonsense. We don't know why the cow and the snail are in a romantic relationship. I want to see a spin-off movie about the romance between the cow and the snail. I really don't. I really don't. You know, Z-Bad is a new addition. He never existed before this movie. And I would assume that in Sprung, the Magic Roundabout, they introduce him. But in this movie... The problem is every line of dialogue has been removed and replaced with a pop culture reference. We meet Zbad by him saying, One spring to rule them all, and I am the Lord of the Springs. It's... (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. It's really hard to watch. Because there's one scene. In where Jimmy Fallon Rabbit, that's what I'm going to call him from now on. <laughs> okay. He gets into a fight scene and he makes, I kid you not, nine Matrix references in a span of three minutes. And when I say makes Matrix references, I don't mean he like bends over backwards and dodges bullets. I mean, he says, watch me do a Matrix and then punches <laughs> <laughs> It is not subtle. And everything is so forced. So I've watched a little bit of Sprung for research purposes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, And the rabbit is supposed to be the lazy hippie character. There's one part where Dougal's at his lowest and the rabbit has a conversation with him about everything he's been through. But instead, in the North American version, they redub it so that he's asking him about chocolate bars. And he just names off every famous chocolate bar you can get at a store. The Snickers. (laughs) And at that point, you're going to have three musketeers. Exactly. So it just makes everything come across so forced where I don't know if there's even any jokes in this movie. It's just referencing other better content that exists. There is one part of this movie that is mediocre, and that is the train. He is the only mediocre part of this movie. However, he has four fart jokes. I have been very vocal in episodes past that fart jokes are the lowest form of entertainment. And even if the rest of this movie was good, I would be angry at this movie for the number of fart jokes. Yeah, we made a comment in an earlier episode, for every fart joke, you lose a star. This movie has eight (laughs) fart jokes. So negative three. The moose farted a lot. Yeah. There was also a moose who's literally only there to make fart jokes. Okay, the train is an okay character. But do you know what? I like the train's character design. Do you know when the train was better? In Sprung, when he didn't have voice lines. Yes. So they tried to get as many big name actors and actresses into this as possible. Which means they they, need as many talking characters. That's right. So they redubbed a lot of characters that originally did not talk. So there's a a moose that doesn't talk. 
that in this version talks. There's a narrator. The train doesn't talk. Yes, Judy Dench is in this narrating. She wasn't in the original. And there's one part where they fight a bunch of skeletons. And all the skeletons talk. And all the skeletons make skeleton puns the whole time or references to other content. And none of their mouths move or anything because they were never supposed to talk. Strangely enough, they recast everyone from this movie except Ian McKellen because North American audiences know him at this point from Lord of the Rings and the X-Men. But Judy Dench wasn't in their movie. So it's very strange that they recast all their English actors and actresses and then went out and got another one. But... I guess she was still popular with Bond movies or something. Honestly, I don't know who the target audience is. For what this year movie. was this made? Two thousand six. Heard you make some comments about like how it was decent looking for its time. Yeah, the animation. It's pretty ugly. Pixar movies that came out a decade before that looked better. When oh, you really talk ugly. about things like Toy Story, they were intentional in Toy Story of only showing things that were fake that were toys. When they did show Andy or Sid, they were ugly people. And yeah, so but they this, look better than these kids. I'm not sure if you've seen Hoodwink, John? Yes, I have. It's They're a very funny ugly movie. That movie is considerably more ugly than this movie. Okay, people need to look at a picture of Dougal. <laughs> I don't care if it was 2006, it's ugly. I think this would be a good time to mention that recently we had somebody who watched our podcast mention that their favorite member was John. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice to hear from listeners, that's for sure. I was a little taken aback when they told me that their favorite person on the show was John because I said, he hasn't talked in like five episodes. <laughs> but they just said, well, you guys are always so cynical about all the movies and he just comes in and says something pleasant. Oh. And... Here he is, crapping on Dougal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be John. better, John. <laughs> be better. John, talk about good things about this movie. To be fair, I have no nostalgia for this movie. <laughs> oh, that's the missing link. Eh? That's right. I am positive about movies What about Christmas in Wonderland? That, that was like an inside joke. We had watched it multiple <laughs> times before. Like, If you watch this a few more times... Can we start memorizing? It is about... hard to be positive about this movie. Uh, so, th this movie took every opportunity to cut corners. The movie probably cost him about $20 million. It only made $26.7 million in theaters. Sometimes there's a movie that does not do well in theaters, but destroys in the home movie market. I can tell you this one didn't because we couldn't find it for the life of us. <laughs> yes. We joked about this a month ago trying to find a way to watch this movie. The Weinstein Company has buried this movie. <laughs> they don't want to acknowledge its existence. I had to go to great lengths to buy this movie. Speaking of which... If you know anyone who's looking for a new-ish copy of Dougal, I know where they can get one. I promise I will sell it to you for cheap. I do not want it. This movie did not do well, according to critics. It did not do well 
financially. So it did, it did not, not do, do well. well. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. Synchronized. A year ago, Prime Video emailed me to brag <laughs> that they had Movie 43 on their streaming service. I consider Movie 43 to be the worst movie ever made. So let's let that sink in that they paid somebody to have that on their service. But the Weinstein Company is like, don't let anybody see Dougal ever again. <laughs> okay, what do people like about this movie? Chance, go. There is one character. He's a toy soldier, essentially. He is the least unlikable. I really like his character arc. He's like, I was a puppet. I didn't get to do anything. And then at the end of the movie, he's like dead. And he's like, I'll bring you back to life. Just so you can be a guard puppet again and never see the light of day. Yes. <laughs> you didn't like your eternal prison? <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, so to explain that, the toy soldier is actually on the carousel. And after Zebat escapes, he joins him and says he never wants to go back to doing that. Because now he actually has a job and a life worth living. However, Zebedee decides that's not okay. Puts him back on the carousel. And that's where he lives for eternity now. I have an alternative ending to this movie. Zababababee jumps down from the heavens and unfreezes the carousel, because he can probably do that, and then he leaves. And then that's the end of the movie. Because every gem that Zebadoo gets is because of stupid Dougal yes. telling him where the gem is. <laughs> yes. Oh, we have a map! I mean, we don't have a map! Yeah, in every scenario, Zebad steals the gem from them, not he gets there first. So it is true that Zebat only wins because Dougal literally cleans up all the traps and stuff beforehand. Yeah. There is a famous trope in Raiders of the Lost Ark that whether or not Indiana Jones was there, the movie would have still played out the same way and he has made no difference in the grand scheme of things. Because in the end, the Nazis would have died to the Ark either way. Exactly. That is not quite what happens in Dougal. It's not that he has no effect on the plot. It's that he has no positive effect on the <laughs> plot. If Dougal did not exist, the world would just be a better place. It's true. Not even the plot would happen with Dougal. And usually, that's the idea that character messes up and it's their job to fix it. However, Dougal does not fix anything. Most times, he makes things worse. John, tell us what you liked about this movie. I have a hard time thinking about something I liked. Can we move on to the part that we didn't like? Chatty John. Come on, <laughs> bring him out. Let's hear him. Here comes Chatty John. Okay, what, what do you, you want, want to talk, talk about? about? <laughs> okay, let's talk more about the snail and cow relationship. <laughs> Does anyone remember the snail's name? Snail. While we were talking, Clyde. I remembered Clyde? the cow's name is Ermintrude, yeah. and the rabbit's name is Dylan. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Dylan. <laughs> Jimmy Dylan. Uh, the snail's name is something boring like Jack. I don't Dylan remember Fallon. what it is. I thought he started the scene. What do you mean boring? Why is Jack boring? 
Dylan Ballard. I'm sorry if your name is Jack <laughs> yeah, in the crowd. Yeah, okay. Uh, we're going to have to re-record that. All the Jacks up there. <laughs> Justice for Jacks. Okay. So, Justice what do you want to talk about? I didn't like anything in this movie, but Ooh. I have a strategy to make it more bearable. The thing that I did in Fast and the Furious holds up here, because in Fast and the Furious, we were playing a game where... If I heard family two times within 10 seconds, it was like, yeah, we did it. If this were a drinking game, I think if you drank every time Dougal made everyone's life worse, you'd get pretty drunk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like the idea is, is if you're counting something, if you're looking for something, it feels slightly more bearable because you aren't watching the movie. You're just listening to what they're saying barely. It's like... Having a scavenger hunt in a manure pile. (laughs) (laughs) I was at my school, okay? And I just mentioned Dougal. And somebody was like, yeah, I know, I hate that movie. And I'm like, how do you know what Dougal is? And they responded by they got it off of like a weird garage sale thing. And I can only imagine like a gypsy cart giving it off as like a curse. (laughs) (laughs) Take it! There are things that I like about this movie. That's not true. There's not many. <laughs> Don't lie to our audience. So Zebedee is supposed to be a jack-in-the-box mm-hmm. without the box. And when you take away the box, that's a very interesting design for a character. I think that's cool. I like the design of the train. I don't like the number of fart jokes it has. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> uh, it, it just goes to reaffirm that the things that I like about this movie were designed 60 years ago, mm. right? Like the people who are trying to make money off of this stuff now did not do have any nothing to do with the artistic thought and love that went into these characters. Everything else in this movie sucks. Okay. I want to bring up a fun scene that I absolutely hate. Zebebedvi. I'm going to call him Mario from now on because he's red and has a mustache. Mario gives them this box with a button. And when it is pressed, it summons the train. But then later, they end up on the inside of a volcano with no way out. And so one of the guys is like, I've got an idea. I'll just press the button. And he presses the button. And one of the cars of the train turns into a boat. And it's like, oh, okay, whenever you press the button, it transforms. So next one's going to be like a blimp or a plane or something. He's like, I know what to do. I've watched Pimp My Boat before. And then he builds it into a hot air balloon. <laughs> pimp My Boat. Pimp My Boat. <laughs> oh, this movie sucks. <laughs> Has there been a movie that's successfully done, like, Three Crystals? Are you talking about, the, like, the Infinity War? Get the couple yeah. MacGuffins. Yeah, but, like, to get them. three of them in one movie, like, it just felt a little bit rushed. They had to collect a yellow, red, and blue. Mm-hmm. The red one was in The Toy Soldier. The, Whoa, spoiler alert. Whoa, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Cut Don't that worry. part out. The Sandy. yellow one's in the Aztec Kingdom, and the blue one's in the lava? Yes. Oh, that's weird. Endgame, they collect six stones. Yeah, I guess it just felt like they were... It was well, rough. It's, it's because just, just the hero's journey. It's because it nobody talks about what's actually happening. 
There's no dialogue that supports this movie. You're watching them do an adventure while they're talking about chocolate bars and other movies. There's no correlation. It makes no sense. <laughs> I think that was your angry boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was his Dougal Well, I, I warned you guys this movie sucks. Who do you think said that in the first place? Oh, okay. I never wanted to watch this movie. <laughs> I just felt like if... People were going to keep bringing it up in future episodes of podcasts. It would come to reality. That we all needed to have a shared misery. I want to point out that Dougal has nearly been a part of my life since I was born. And you're bringing me back to that place. I appreciate that there's a strong chance that Chance is going to watch this movie again in the near future. No! <laughs> I don't want to. John, okay. I... Really like closing comments. No, I want to talk about a different thing. Kai can talk about a okay. different thing first. So, when they're in the Aztec <laughs> temple, wait a second. There's a lot wrong with the Aztec temple. Yes, He's I would call it the, the worst scene in the movie. By a long shot. When they activate a booby trap. And there are lasers all over the room. And they have to get to the gym without tripping a single laser. Oh, this scene. No, I told you. Aztec temple is the worst scene in the movie. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> and so the cow up to this point has been established as a lover of the arts. So she, there's a lot of butt kickery that happens from the cow. She goes into sort of like Mission, Miss, Impossible. Mission Impossible mode to get through the lasers. She's, this show's Miss Piggy. And then Dougal is chewing on a piece of gum. And it falls out of his mouth and it triggers the laser. <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point you're like, why, Dougal? Why? But you're also not surprised because Dougal is the worst. <laughs> it's a combination. That's why it's the worst scene to me. It highlights the cow who's not fun to watch. Then it reminds you that Dougal is the worst creature on earth. <laughs> Then it gives you all those stupid skeletons who do bone references. One of them literally just says Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) (laughs) He just says Pirates of the Caribbean. Wait, are we allowed to make that joke or will Disney get us in trouble? He doesn't have any context. It's not a joke. It's It's just just a reference. Pirates of the Caribbean. He just says the title of a different movie. And then the only way they can one-up eight skeletons making skeleton references is to have one rabbit do eight Matrix references. So it's just a culmination of everything that's bad in that movie crammed into five minutes. Everything else is bad, but it just hits on such a condensed level. That it's nauseating. I started to fall asleep in the movie the other night. And I, my only regret is I wasn't successful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's... If I had died. <laughs> I would have been at peace. Okay. I nearly had a stroke mid-scene. Too bad I got over it. <laughs> I got better. All right. 
Let's do closing comments. You can't talk me out of it, Kai. Chance, you have a rating of a one through five. A slash ten, slash five. Yeah. What do you what do you rate this movie at? Well, as the official Dougal aficionado, I've mentioned in the past that if a movie is terrible enough, it becomes enjoyable to watch. Yes. This movie is not that. <laughs> it is a zero on my one through five scale. Unfortunately, it doesn't go up into the minuses where a movie becomes hilariously terrible. Chance. the worst. Your scale makes no sense. Chance, is your scale like, okay, so if it's here, if it's bad, it's three. But if it's one, it's amazing. And if it's zero, it's worse. Okay. So like, you told us two episodes ago that you don't need a scale of one to ten, that everything can be summed up in five. And then last episode, you did a scale of one to ten. And then now you're telling us there's negative numbers. Okay. You don't need a scale of one to ten when you have a hundred <laughs> negative numbers. You don't need a scale of one to ten when you have three scales of one to ten. Okay, let's... <laughs> I feel like I need to write this down. Yeah, I feel like you make no sense. I'm making an official declaration of how wow. my scale will work from <laughs> now on. Okay. Hear ye, hear ye. Here's the official declaration from Chance. From now on, it'll go from minus five to five. Wow, that's an awful lot like ten. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop it. I had to rework things when we came across hilariously bad movies. Oh my goodness. Uh, Stop it. it. You, oh, so you said you don't need anything more than a scale of one through five before you knew how bad the movies were that we were watching? Well, okay. Initially, the one through five scale works if you're rating things that are good. However, we strictly rate things that are terrible. And therefore, you need to have a way to determine that something is good and something is bad good or bad bad. So I amped it up to be five to minus five. Are we happy now? I don't understand any of it. John, over to you. <laughs> I will not watch this movie again. Can't. Wow, that's a bold statement. You lumped that in with Quest for Camelot. <laughs> <laughs> Are these two movies equally bad? Uh, no, this is far worse. <laughs> Are you ready for my scale? Yeah, take it away, cookie boy. I rate this one dumpster out of cookie. <laughs> Dumpster fire. You can go, Dad. I sometimes say that if a movie lands in my lap, I will watch it again. In this case, <laughs> the only way I could see myself watching this movie again is if it was purely to sabotage someone else. If I had to watch it for some reason to spite someone, <laughs> maybe... <laughs> Well, I'm going to make him watch Dougal so bad. Who, who would you spite with this movie? You know, Dad, I like to imagine that there's somebody that you just really dislike, but not in a way to, like, act of hatred. It's just yeah. like, man, there's this old movie I found that's really good. You should watch it with me. And they're like, oh, no, this movie's awful. And you're like, no, 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 it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> just, just wait to the Aztec scene. Yeah, just wait to the Aztec scene. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm learning new toxic traits about myself as we go. If dad ever wants to ruin a date intentionally, he'll rent out a movie theater and just play Dougal. Uh, we really need to break up, but how? <laughs> this is how my favorite movie. How can I get her to break up with me? I got it. <laughs> <laughs>
Dougal. <laughs> okay, it's around this part that I would normally say, look out for Dougal, but... <laughs> Don't. Do whatever you can to avoid Dougal. Yeah, thankfully, there's no streaming services or or <laughs> stores that sell this thing right now. So right. most of the work is done for you. Can you get it if you're like an American or British? Well, that's one of the hard things, too, is finding the right version to buy. You wouldn't want to buy the mediocre one. You want to make sure that you get the bad one. <laughs> you want to make sure your time is ruined. <laughs> I'm just imagining you going up to the top projector booth and being like, can you play this? That's a floppy disk. Dougal on it. Well, that was John the other night. He was trying to see if anyone wanted any of the things that he had held on to over the years. And one of them was an old video game we used to play on floppy disk. <laughs> he's like, does anyone want this? And I was like, not just why, but also how. <laughs> Even if I did want this, what would I do with it? Use it as, like, paper. Coaster man. No, I didn't mean paper. You don't know what I a floppy yeah. disk is. No, I didn't mean paper. I miss book. No. You're cute. You've dated yourself. I know what a floppy disk is. It's just like paper. <laughs> I didn't mean to say paper. See, I meant to use it as like. Write on it and turn it into a paper airplane. <laughs> I call it a floppy plane. <laughs> I'm, I'm very mad now. I misspoke. Write it on you know, your floppy disk. I brought up a puppet in my mid conversation about a serious topic. You know, um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Arlo. <laughs> He's a very famous man. <laughs> Yeah, right. Okay, okay so we've done reviews. Anything anybody want to say before we go? Don't watch this movie. Whatever you can do, do not watch this movie. It's not like other scenarios where if you like watching terrible movies and want something to make fun of, or you want a new experience, just don't. Yeah, I agree with almost everything Chance just said. Unless you're one of Chance's friends... And there's some curiosity that you think that you'd be able to talk Chance into watching this movie again with you. You cannot. It is impossible. Definitely then you can. have my blessing. But everyone else, don't watch this movie. This is like the opposite scenario of Christmas in Wonderland. Because Christmas in Wonderland, it was like, we're not going to watch this again. But if you want to watch this, you should. This version is Chance is going to watch this again. <laughs> but if you want to watch this, do not. Yeah, with Christmas in Wonderland, I said that if you knew about West Edmonton Mall, I think you kind of owed yourself the opportunity to see it once. In this case, I would say ignorance is bliss. Just forget you heard about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> John, do you have anything else you want to say? No. <laughs> How what much? movie do we need to watch to bring out Chatty John? What should we tackle next? We tried Land Before Time, and even that didn't work, really. <laughs> I got excited about the raptor scene. Okay. We need Booster Juice the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> do you actually have a movie in mind? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we do that movie that you just wrote down next, you'll have something to talk about? More than doodle. Okay. <laughs>
I think this movie is funny. Because in Land Before Time, we were super aggressive. But in this movie, which is arguably worse... Arguably? Just... <laughs> is worse. <laughs> that movie's for preschoolers. This is At least no I one. would recommend it to preschoolers. <laughs> this movie, I don't know who I can recommend it to. People I hate? <laughs> <laughs> or my toxic traits coming out. <laughs> but I think it's funny because we were much more aggressive for the better movie of the two. I feel like having a day since I watched this has let me sleep off most, most of, of the pent up the aggression. Raw emotion. <laughs> but everybody sounds like they're wrapped, so look out for weirdos. Run from Dougals. Run from Dougals. Okay, have a great night. We'll see you hopefully when we do a better movie.